when it comes to the discovery of dementia and its pathological facets. Munich, Germany, is a place of tradition. On April 9, 1906, Alois Alzheimer, who at the time was working at Emil Kraplin's laboratory in Munich, received a phone call informing him that Auguste de Ter, his former patient in Frankfurt, Germany, had died. He ordered her medical records and her brain and started the seminal histological research that, together with the analysis of Deter's symptoms, became the basis of a new diagnosis, Alzheimer's disease, a D. Today, this laboratory belongs to the Department of Psychiatry of the Ludwig Maximilian University in Munich and is used as the clinic's concert hall. Thus began the earliest investigation into the pathology, disease progression, and potential treatments for AD although research has yielded some insight into the development of AD and medications that can sometimes slow its progression, a cure for the disease remains elusive. However, scientists continue to seek ways to communicate with AD patients and find mechanisms that can help to connect with the person whose former self seems to have disappeared. Decades after that early 20th century discovery, music therapy particularly group singing, has proven to be beneficial for patients with Alzheimer's disease. Songs have become a tool to facilitate orientation in everyday life and to support the maintenance of communication and the experience of social inclusion. Moreover, music therapy enhances language functioning in dementia and assists learning processes, such as when a move to long-term care requires adaptation to environmental changes. Researchers have described the positive impact of active singing on the episodic memory of individuals with AD and highlighted the baffling stability of their music retention. In addition to these cognitive factors, singing is considered an instrument that's effective in modulating disease-associated anxieties and depression and a viable means for family members and caregivers to enhance patients' quality of life resulting in the therapeutic and palliative hope associated with music and culture. Yet, some studies deny a significant effect of music in patients with dementia and give rise to a debate between conflicting positions, particularly between quantitative research and clinical experiences. This contradiction and a lack of culturally sensitive research inspired the present cross-cultural study that examines the issue of underlying mechanisms and philosophical perspectives. Previous research on various forms of dementia and Alzheimer's disease gives rise to the hypothesis that positive effects of aesthetic experiences greatly depend on an individual's acculturation and biographical background. For this reason, the present study was conducted in two dissimilar cultural areas, Slovakia and Germany. Over a period of six weeks, Slovakian music therapists worked with individuals with mild and moderate dementia at the Centrum Memory, a specialized geriatric unit in Bratislava, and German music educators provided analogous approaches for a clientele with moderate and severe dementia at the Vincentinum in Munich, which is both a residence for older adults and a geriatric palliative care ward. The intervention involved well-known Slovakian and Bavarian folk songs, children's songs, like I Do, I Do, I Do by children's music recording artists Creamy were a Danish teen pop duo, composed of Rebecca Matthew and Ranver Joe Ensen and popular songs, directors researchers encourage residents active singing, the support of rhythmic body movement, eye contact, and an inclusive and relaxed atmosphere. 
activities were tailored to the participants' vocal and mental abilities and their previous musical experiences. This approach incorporated lower and slower performances, the biographical significance of songs, and the factors of acculturation. Participation involved typical musical expressions as well as traditional musical microstructures. The clinical observations during the interventions as well as between the sessions were based on qualitative data concerning contact and social inclusion, memory and memory-based identity, self-expression and self-realization, vitality, mood, muscle tone and posture, and other remarkable changes and or occurrences. Similar to the data-generating process in action research, music educators and music therapists were in charge of conducting both the intervention and the data-generating process. This double function was intended to prevent external irritation of the participants and enhance optimized individually adjusted processes. Falstein's Mini Mental State Examination MMSE, was used to gather quantitative data and was applied at the beginning and the end of the study. Additionally, researchers interviewed the ward's staff as to their impressions of the impact of singing on the patient's cognition, mood, and behavior. In contrast to the Slovakian MMSE that indicated a slight decline in mental skills, the Munich results showed a significant improvement, t-test equals 0.48. Constant f-test data allowed researchers to assume that the changes were homogeneous and that there were no remarkable negative effects associated with singing. Nevertheless, comparative in-depth analysis and data interpretation qualified the validity and reliability of these measures. Taking into account the positive results from Munich, the data from Slovakia suggest an overlapping of the pathological progress and the beneficial effects, two intertwining and thus analytically hardly separable factors. By chance, the day of the last MMSE measure was very hot and caused the physiological withdrawal of some participants in Munich. Researchers also found that the punctual generation of quantitative data did not tally with the qualitative details and the staff's dynamic observation of the patients. Eventually, a synthesis of all the data suggests that group singing encompasses the following seven particularly beneficial effects. Awakening. Individuals and even pathologically apathetic patients showed adequate and positive mimic responses. Involved staff described expressions as a body-expressive awakening and shining faces. Biomotor synchronization. Although this aspect is rarely mentioned in geriatric contexts, it seems to provide an indicator of psychosomatic functioning. In dementia, there is probably a specific loss of synchronization of sensory stimuli, musculoskeletal activity, and respiration. Participating in the singing group. Individuals tended to synchronize sensory motor processes that involved, for instance, rhythmical wheelchair bobbing and the use of canes as drumsticks. Even patients without adequate responsiveness and with a severe loss of communication abilities performed rhythmical motor responses that indicate cerebral information processing. Additionally, singing supports individuals' respiration and a slight training of the thoracic and abdominal muscles and diaphragm text memory. During the sessions, patients with very limited speech ability and memory began to recall song texts and to somehow recompose lyrics similar to jigsaw work puzzles. 
patients with diagnosed motor aphasia began to whisper text elements and to seemingly join the group process through lip movements. Social presence. Group singing enhanced the individual's social presence, their interactive contributions, and their visible motivation to participate in ensemble processes. Patients with severe cognitive impairment changed their body tonus and gaze and appeared attentive. In general, group singing enhanced the readiness for social interactivity. Adequate expressions. Individuals with the usual rather stereotypical communication abilities or lacking communication skills described situations astonishingly clearly, with observations such as, singing in the group is wonderful, the girl with the glasses has such a lovely voice, or your undiscovered music stars. Happiness. The staff described frequent smiles, eye contact, and merry facial expressions, positive changes in the timbre of the voice and gestures expressing satisfaction. Similarly, those who maintain the ability to use verbal language express that singing makes them happy. Modulation of arousal. Group singing was not only able to activate the participants but also to modulate psychophysiological arousal such as inner tensions and irritability. This included positive effects on mood swings and or outbursts of agitated depression. Positive effects of group singing with people with dementia often conflict with neurological estimations of remaining capacities and hence give rise to the question about underlying mechanisms. Although there is no direct proof, there are possibilities to elucidate processes on the basis of translational considerations and metasyntheses. These involve mainly the following four perspectives. Complex networks. While particularly neuropsychology explains the correlation between a well-functioning personality and the operative connectivity of involved brain units, research on the aging brain and neurodegenerative diseases emphasizes deactivations in the default mode network in dementia. Considering that music activities support the rehabilitation of neurological dysfunctions and impairments and that musical creativity is closely interrelated with the default mode network. We assume that group singing has an activating influence on complex brain networks and is therefore able to trigger remaining mental resources. This hypothesis also squares with the cognitive neuroscience of music and the phenomenology of music behavior that highlights the complexity of functional connections between mental representations of rhythm and melody, biographical memory, linguistic and motor skills, and the artistic self. Neuroplasticity. The capacity of the brain to reorganize itself in a flexible way and to adapt itself to new conditions has become a crucial factor in various medical and educational fields such as neurological rehabilitation and neurogeriatrics. Although neuroplasticity is to a great extent genetically controlled, there is huge interest in learning how to maintain and enhance its capacity. A wealth of studies point out the positive effect of music on brain plasticity and highlight music as a viable tool across the lifespan. These findings are also supported by genetic research on music-related creative behavior. And yet, in the context of dementia and AD, we have to understand creativity in a very basic sense that differs from the creativity we associate with high-caliber musicianship. Limbic System it is self-evident that music is closely linked to emotion and hence also to the limbic system. 
Our findings are compatible with studies on the connection between music experience, the reward system, and social-emotional communication. Although we know that impaired synaptic function in the hippocampus is one of the earliest manifestations of Alzheimer's, the general knowledge about the connection between dementia and the limbic and reward system remains scarce. The interplay among limbic, emotional, and aesthetic processes in the experience of music, however, sheds light on how music helps to modulate emotions in dementia. Phonological loop. Memory is not only one of the most complex mental functions but also a main issue in Alzheimer's disease. The researchers assume that, in keeping with studies on the phonological memory in patients with AD, group singing of well-known songs stimulates the phonological loop and, through its sustainable function, associated domains of the memory, particularly the linguistic and the biographical domains. Dementia is a progressive condition. This means it will get worse over time because of damage to the person's brain, and this will have a big impact on the person's mental abilities, including memory and communication. The speed at which dementia worsens varies widely. There are some differences between the different types of dementia Alzheimer's disease, for example, seems to have the slowest progression on average. There is also variation from person to person. People in the later stages of dementia become increasingly frail and depend more on other people for support. As dementia progresses and causes changes to the person's brain, they may struggle to do many of the things they used to. However, even in the later stages the person may experience moments of lucidity, being aware of their situation, and some of their abilities may return temporarily. The person's reactions are likely to be influenced by their environment and how they feel. For example, they may react more positively if they are in a familiar environment or one where they feel comfortable. People in the later stages of dementia often experience problems with the following. By the time the person reaches the later stages of dementia, they are likely to have significant memory loss and cognitive difficulties. Recent memories may be lost completely for example, what they had for breakfast or when they last saw a friend, and they may only remember parts of past memories. The person may believe they are living in an earlier time period from their life, for example, when they were at school. This can mean they say the later stages of dementia things and behave in ways that don't make sense to those around them. The person may also confuse those around them for someone else, for example, thinking their partner is their sister. The person may respond and experience emotions related to how they felt in the past. The person's emotions are often related to how they're currently seeing their situation for instance, they might become distressed because they believe they need to go and collect their children from school but they are being prevented from doing this. The person may no longer be able to recognize themselves or other people such as their partner, friends and family. This may also be due to them believing they are in a different time period, and this can be very difficult for the person and those around them. The person may become upset when looking at themselves in the mirror or think there are strangers in the house, for example. It can be extremely difficult when someone with dementia is not able to remember their own family or close friends. Don't take this personally. This memory loss is caused by the progression of the dementia. 
Even if the person with dementia is not able to place someone they are still likely to experience feelings they associate with that person. For example, they may still be prompted when they see someone familiar to feel safe and happy around them. Keeping in touch with the people they know where possible will help them to continue to have these positive feelings and enjoy their company. Concentration, Planning and Orientation The person may also develop increasing difficulties with other mental abilities, such as concentrating, planning and organizing. For instance, they may only be able to carry out simple activities, or not be able to concentrate for too long. They may be increasingly disorientated and have difficulties recognizing where they are. They may have a limited understanding of time. Meaningful activities that a person may still get enjoyment from past hobbies, interests and activities. Find opportunities to make these meaningful. This could be doing anything that the person benefits from whether this is enjoyment, fulfillment or comfort. Even if they are restricted with what they can manage, they can still enjoy the feelings and sensations of an activity. For example, they may enjoy the feel of wool even if they can no longer knit, or listening to favorite songs even if they can't sing along. In the later stages people may respond more to things that stimulate their senses, sight, hearing, smell, touch and taste, than to words. Think of ways to stimulate the person's senses and help with how they feel in that moment. For example, they may enjoy stroking a pet, tasting their favorite food or looking at familiar photos. In the later stages of dementia the person is likely to have more problems with verbal communication. They may not understand what is being said to them and are less likely to be able to respond verbally as they may have limited or no speech. They may repeat the same phrase or sound, or may only be able to repeat a couple of words. Some people may start talking lots but their words don't seem to make sense. In this case, try to identify the feelings that the person is trying to get across and respond to these. For example, if the person is smiling and chatting happily, respond to them in the same way. Although the person may not be able to communicate verbally, they may still be able to show their needs and emotions in other ways. Rather than speaking, they may use behavior, facial expression, gestures and sounds to try and communicate how they are feeling and what their needs are. Try to support the person to communicate as much as possible. It can help to observe their body language, behavior and facial expressions. Knowing the person and how they communicate will help you both to enjoy time together. It's important to keep communicating with the person and look. For opportunities for meaningful engagement finding ways to engage the person's senses can help. When you're thinking about how to communicate with the person, bear in mind their needs and background including their cultural needs. For example, people from some cultural backgrounds may feel uncomfortable or distressed if you're too close to them when communicating with them. Tips, communicating with a person in the later stages of dementia keep eye contact when communicating non-verbal communication, such as gestures, facial expression and body language, can help smile use appropriate physical contact, such as holding hands, to let the person know you are there and offer reassurance don't rush allow plenty of time and look for non-verbal clues from the person even if you don't think the person can follow what you're saying, continue talking to them clearly.
they may still feel a certain way even if they don't fully understand what you're saying consider responding to them in the way they respond to you, mirroring them. Dementia is likely to have a big physical impact on the person in the later stages of the condition. They may gradually lose their ability to walk, stand or get themselves up from the chair or bed. They may also be more likely to fall. These problems can be caused by dementia, medication, other medical conditions, for example stroke, sight loss, balance problems and the environment. However, not all people will have problems with mobility. Many people with dementia, especially in the later stages, find themselves staying in one position for a long time, such as sitting in a chair, and not moving around much. This means they are at risk of pressure ulcers, bed sores. If you notice a pressure ulcer or have concerns speak to the GP or community nurse. They can be easy to prevent early on, but if they go unnoticed they can get worse and become painful and infected. As a person's mobility decreases they are also at risk of infections and blood clots. The person should be supported and encouraged to move around as much as they are able, for example through support to walk or chair-based exercises. An occupational therapist or physiotherapist can help with this. Ask for advice on the best ways to support the person to move without injuring themselves. Speak to the GP or a community nurse occupational therapist or physiotherapist for more advice. An occupational therapist can give advice about equipment and adaptations to help with mobility. Eating and drinking becomes more difficult as dementia progresses. A person in the later stages of dementia is likely to experience a range of difficulties with eating including loss of appetite, pain and symptoms related to the dementia. Many people with dementia lose weight in the later stages. Weight loss can affect the immune system and make it harder for the person to fight infections and other illnesses. It can also increase the risk of falling and make it harder for the person to remain independent. People in the later stages of dementia may also develop difficulties with swallowing, dysphagia, and chewing. People with swallowing problems are at risk of choking and of food or saliva going down the windpipe, causing an infection. Swallowing difficulties can be common in the later stages as the person's muscles and reflexes no longer work properly. They can be distressing for the person and those supporting them. If the person is having difficulties it's important to speak to the GP they may refer the person to a speech and language therapist or nutritional specialist. The person should be supported to eat and drink for as long as they show an interest and can do so safely, even if they just take a mouthful or a sip. There are ways to help make this easier for the person. For example, choosing a plate that is a different color to the food, so they can see it more clearly, giving the person enough time. Putting the drink in their hand if they are struggling to see it. Changing the consistency of food and drinks, for example serving it in liquid or puree form. Only do this following advice from a professional such as a dietitian or speech and language therapist. Eating and drinking can still bring the person pleasure, even in the later stages. It's important to support them to eat and drink things that they enjoy. Many people's tastes will change as they get older and as dementia progresses, for example, they might start to prefer sweet food. Think about the person's oral health as this will have an impact on their ability to eat and communicate, as well as helping with their general, 
health and well-being. If the person has poor oral health it may lead to pain, which could mean they don't want to eat or they behave in ways that are out of character. People in the later stages of dementia may behave in ways that are out of character. These behaviors can be difficult to understand and there are often different reasons for them. They may be a sign that a person's need is not being met, for example, they are in pain, or that they are confused or distressed. Often behavior is a means of communication and can be a result of the person feeling a certain way, for example scared or anxious. As dementia progresses people may find it harder to use the toilet and may experience accidents or incontinence. This could be urinary incontinence, urine leaking by accident, fecal incontinence, feces leaking by accident, or both. Incontinence may be an occasional leak or a total loss of control. Having dementia doesn't mean a person will definitely become incontinent, but there are a number of reasons why they could be, or have problems using the toilet. These include various medical conditions, many of which can be treated. Possible causes include, urinary tract infection, UTI, severe constipation side effects of medication prostate gland trouble forgetting to go to the toilet or forgetting where the toilet is not recognizing the need to go to the toilet. If a person develops problems with continence, speak to the GP. If a cause can't be found, ask for a referral to a continence advisor. They can offer advice and help with managing the situation including incontinence pads and other aids. People in the later stages of dementia may behave in ways that are out of character. These behaviors can be difficult to understand and there are often different reasons for them. They may be a sign that a person's need is not being met, for example, they are in pain, or that they are confused or distressed. Often behavior is a means of communication and can be a result of the person feeling a certain way, for example scared or anxious. Every person with dementia will behave in different ways, but changes in their behavior may include the following. Distress or agitation This may be because the person is confused about where they are, who they are with or what they are meant to be doing. Sundowning the person may become more agitated and confused in the late afternoon and early evening. This can be caused by a range of factors including disturbance to the body clock, too much or too little sleep, or medication. It may help to give the person something meaningful to do at this time of day and make sure the environment is suitable, for example, not too dark or too light. Going outside during the day, if possible, can help. Aggression The person may react aggressively for a range of reasons for example, they may be in pain or feeling threatened, may not understand what is going on. For example, if a carer tries to change their clothes without explaining why, or trying to communicate a need. Repetition The person may repeat certain behaviors, for example, carrying out the same activity or making the same gesture over and over. This may be because they feel anxious or want comfort. Their natural interaction with their environment may have been disrupted, for example by memory loss, and the behavior is a way to make sense of what is going on. It can help to look for meaning behind the behavior and try to remain calm and patient. Hallucinations and delusions Some people with dementia experience hallucinations, in which they see, hear, smell, taste or feel things that are not really there. 
However, sometimes the person may not be hallucinating but mistaking what they have seen for something else. For example, they may see a dark rug and think it is a hole in the ground. Others may develop delusions, where they strongly believe things that aren't based on reality but feel real to them. For example, they may be convinced that someone is stealing from them. Talking calmly to the person, offering reassurance and meaningful activity, such as going for a walk or doing something around the house, can help. If you think the person is experiencing hallucinations or delusions see your doctor. Restlessness Many people with dementia become restless and may fidget or pace up and down. This could be for a range of reasons such as pain or discomfort, needing the toilet, a need for more physical activity or problems with their environment. For example if they are just sat in the same place with no stimulation for much of the day. It may also be because the person used to move around a lot as part of their job. It may help to encourage exercise, such as going for a walk every day, or meaningful activity including activities related to past roles, interests and hobbies, as well as new interests. The person may move their hands much more often. They may constantly wring their hands, pull at their clothes, tap or fidget, or touch themselves inappropriately in public. This can be a sign of a need for example, the person may pull at their clothes because they are too hot or need the toilet. A rummage box, containing objects related to the person's past such as pictures, jewelry or souvenirs, may help as it gives the person an opportunity for moving their hands. Ways to manage changes in behavior Tips for carers The reasons for these types of behavior may not always be clear. They may be due to, or a combination of, difficulties caused by dementia, such as orientation problems, mental and physical health, habits, personality, interactions with others and the environment. Try and understand what may be causing the person's behavior, and think about whether they have any unmet needs. Ensure that any glasses or hearing aids are clean and functioning properly. Arrange regular sight and hearing checks. Check whether the person's medication is appropriate or whether they might be ill or in pain. A visit to the GP0R doctor to rule out any physical problems is a good idea. Check that they are not being disturbed by too many people, too much activity, loud noises, sudden movements, or an uncomfortable environment. For example, one that is too hot or too bright. Consider whether they may be bored or in need of stimulation. Engage the person in meaningful activities. Gentle activities such as a hand massage, listening to their favorite music or stroking a soft piece of fabric may help. Make sure the person is comfortable for example not in pain, too hot, cold, hungry, thirsty, or needing the toilet. There are a number of common factors during the later stages of dementia that can affect a person's health. These include problems with movement the side effects of medication and illness, such as infections, or discomfort and pain. The person may also develop health problems related to age, such as arthritis and rheumatism. Side effects of medication. All drugs have possible side effects. Some of the drugs often prescribed for behavioral symptoms in people with dementia can have severe side effects and may increase the person's confusion and their risk of falls. Some people in the later stages of dementia are prescribed drugs that are no longer appropriate to their needs, 
or in doses that are too high. Anyone who is concerned about the effects of the person's medication should talk to their GP or doctor. It may be possible to change the dose or the medication. Drugs for behavioral and psychological symptoms in dementia. Illness and discomfort, including pain, infections such as urinary tract infections, UTIs, can increase confusion in people with dementia, and can also speed up the progression of the condition. They are also common in the later stages. It is important that infections are quickly diagnosed and treated. A person in the later stages of dementia may be unable to communicate to others that they are feeling unwell or are in pain. However, there may be a change in their behavior that is a sign of this. Observing the person and looking for any changes in them can help you to notice any problems. If you think the person may be unwell or in pain, speak to the GP or doctor. If the person with dementia is unwell and there is a sudden change in their mental abilities or behavior that lasts several hours, it is often a sign they have delirium. Symptoms of delirium include, not paying attention or concentrating confused and muddled thinking disturbed language. For example, speech that doesn't make sense, change in consciousness. For example, feeling drowsy or much more alert change in the person's sleep-wake cycle hallucinations and delusions. The symptoms will change as the day goes on. For example, the person may be agitated earlier in the day but be lethargic later on. The symptoms are often better in the morning than the evening. If the person suddenly becomes confused or develops these symptoms they should see a doctor immediately. A person still feels pain in the later stages of dementia even though they may not be able to verbally communicate it. The person may be unable to tell you they are in pain, and as a result they may start to behave in ways that are unusual. It's important to consider pain as a cause and to make sure that it is properly managed. Many people in the later stages aren't given enough pain medication and may be left in pain that could otherwise be treated. Common causes of pain in people with dementia include urinary tract and other infections, constipation and other conditions, for example arthritis. If you think the person may be in pain, speak to a GP about medication and non-drug approaches, such as massage, that may help. There is good evidence that drugs commonly prescribed for the treatment of Alzheimer's disease known as the cholinesterase inhibitors, donepazil, rivastigmine and galantamine have benefits for people in the later stages of the disease. Many doctors now continue to prescribe these for severe Alzheimer's disease. Memantine is also recommended for people in the later stages of Alzheimer's disease. It can slow down the progression of symptoms including difficulties with everyday activities and disorientation. There is some evidence it can also help with symptoms such as delusions, aggression and agitation. Memantine is recommended in the guidance used by health professionals as part of NHS care for the treatment of severe Alzheimer's disease, or in the moderate stage of Alzheimer's where drugs such as donapazil cannot be taken ask your doctor. There is some evidence that both memantine and cholinesterase inhibitors, known as combination treatment, can be helpful. However, the guidance for health professionals does not recommend combination treatment. Memantine is not suitable for people with other types of dementia ask your doctor. It is well known that persons with dementia, PWD, have problems expressing and interpreting communication, 
making interaction with others difficult. Interaction between PWD and their caregivers is crucial, and several strategies have been investigated to facilitate communication during caregiving. Music Therapeutic Caregiving MTC, when caregivers sing for or together with PWD during caregiving activities has been shown to enhance communication for PWD, evoking more vitality and positive emotions. The aim of this study was to describe how PWD and their caregivers express verbal and nonverbal communication and make eye contact during the care activity getting dressed, during morning care situations without and with MTC. Findings revealed that during the situations without MTC, the caregivers led the dressing procedure with verbal instructions and body movements and seldom invited the PWD to communicate or participate in getting dressed. Patterns in responses to caregivers' instructions included both active and compliant responses and reactions that were resistant and aggressive, confused, and disruptive. In contrast to the ordinary morning care situation, during MTC, the caregivers seemed interested in communicating with the PWD and solicited their mutual engagement. Although verbal communication consisted of singing about things other than getting dressed, dancing, love, sailing, God, the PWD mostly responded to caregivers in a composed manner, by being active, compliant, and relaxed, though some were also resistant or incongruent. The authors conclude that MTC could be a way for PWD and their caregivers to successfully interact and cooperate during caring situations, as it seems to evoke enhanced communication for both partners in this context. In a conventional medical sense, group singing is not a therapy for dementia and AD. It neither cures the condition nor stops the central nervous degeneration and the associated psychopathological symptoms. Although positive effects are not sustainable, they open windows of consciousness and the mindful awakening. These moments seem to enable a re-experience of the self and to enhance the possibility of communicating with family members. From the perspective of palliative care, we need to explore individual values of life that might differ from medical indications. These involve a harmonizing retrospection of one's existence and spiritual issues. In geriatrics, the horizon of life transcends the paradigms of the sciences. Although persons with dementia, PWDs, have numerous behavioral and psychological problems, they show a preserved ability to express and perceive a rich variety of emotions. The use of background music with PWDs in music therapy and nursing contexts has been shown to enhance positive emotional responses and reduce aggressiveness. Caregiver singing and background music listening during morning care sessions with PWDs has been shown to improve verbal communication and enhance bodily awareness. It has been shown to have positive effects on caregivers as well.